Hey there, hi there, ho there, kindness warriors. Thank you for joining me for another episode of The Kindness Warriors Podcast, a place where you and me and all of us get to come together for a short amount of time and just fizz each other up. We get to feel that little old sparkle of razzle-dazzle in our day. We might laugh, we might cry, we might think a little bit harder about something we haven't really thought hard about in a while. Heck, we might just spend a bit of time together decompressing. Whatever it is today, whatever you need, I hope you get it here. And if you don't, I hope you find it somewhere else because you know what? You damn well deserve it. Kindness Warriors, let's go. Hey there. Hi there. Ho there, everybody. How are you? It has been a hot minute. In fact, it's been a few hot weeks. Um, Not literally. I have spent the last few weeks traveling for work and for play and for pleasure and creativity and life. I, um, it's not lost on me how lucky and privileged I am to be able to work from anywhere and create from anywhere and everywhere and to have the ability uh, and freedom to take the time to do that after those few years we had of closed borders and of not being able to move past our city limits here in Auckland. Um, I have an invigorated sense of gratitude. I mean, my gratitude cup was already full, but now it runneth over. Every time I get onto a plane or go to an airport or am able to engage in the act of moving beyond my front door. I am reminded how beautiful the world is and how every day above ground, every single day above ground is a good day, even if it's a shitty day. You know what I mean? We are allowed to have shitty days and still be grateful to be here. So I am in the space where uh, it's been a good few weeks and I have accomplished a lot of what I wanted to accomplish, most of which was uh, just being more present and spending time with creative hearts and souls and people who are dedicated to doing better and more for other people. And as much as I am grateful to move about this world and to travel, also the gratitude for the people that I get to meet along the way and the friends I get to reconnect with. Oh, what a time. And, you know, it, it's been an interesting couple of weeks, too, from a weather perspective. I know I'm old. Talking about the weather's a little boring. But, hey, we went from, like, cyclonic Auckland, literally, to a chilly Southern California, a little bit of sunshine, over to Tennessee, where we had some days where it was, like, T-shirt and shorts weather. And then the next day, it was like, holy hecka, we need three hats, four layers. And thank goodness I asked Vanessa to bring me some snow boots with her uh, when we met up in Tennessee. Um, which brings me to today. Um, I have missed you. I have missed uh, the Kindness Warriors podcast for the last three weeks. And there are so many things um, I'm kind of ruminating on, marinating, if you will, salty, spicy, little sour thoughts um, of goodness. Uh, today I wanted to talk about three, three things. Three things. Three things is enough, right? 
I think so. And the first thing I wanted to talk about um, is friendship and the important that the importance of that as we get older and move through life and why friendship is quite possibly the most sustaining life force and love force on the planet. Then I want to talk a little bit about social media and why it is an absolute freaking shit show more than ever right now and how to calm your own nerves or to sit in some space of unknowing if you're starting to feel like even through social media, you're not being seen and heard. And then I'll talk about things we can do to show up for other people. Sound good? I reckon. Let's get into it. So friendship. Ooh, friendship. How do you feel about friendship? How many close friends do you have? And I mean like super duper close friends. People who, when you're going through the hardest of hard times or the best of times, these are the, these are the people you turn to. They're the people who know you inside and out. And they're the people who are your chosen family. They are the blood of the covenant. And their love is stronger than the waters of the womb. Hey, got an old saying in there, huh? Um, chosen family, soulmates, whatever you want to call them. For me, uh, going to Tennessee this time was, was a beautiful mix of play and work and reconnection because three of my best friends for the last 20 years and I, uh, we all of us got together, four of us, for the first time in the same room, in real life, breathing the same air, laughing, joking, wrestling, being silly, having the best time, the first time in 16, 16, 17 years. In fact, the last time we were all in the same room was at my first wedding. And uh, we had the best time. So I showed up in uh, Tennessee just in time for the Super Bowl. Yeehaw, go Chiefies. And to spend a few days with my friends Vanessa and Brenda to go see some music at the Ryman and some smaller venues. We hit up a few honky-tonks. Um, did some filming with Vanessa and Cy for their band, The Tattletale Saints. Really, really filled my creative cup. And I think I got into Tennessee on a Sunday. And my friends showed up on a Thursday. And I was so hyped to see them. So, so hyped. Because these are the three people who, when I left home, when they left home for the first time... These, are, these were my navigational beacons, right? These were my North Stars, if you could have three of them. Brenda, Bo, and Kate. And Brenda and Bo and Kate um, and I had three days together where we spent time talking and walking and eating and listening to music and watching rom-coms and... I'm going to say those 72 hours were the most me of 72 hours I've spent in the last 16 years. And I am reminded of the power of friendships where you can come together in a group and regardless of whether you are a, an extrovert or an introvert, because you know each other so well, because you met at a, a juncture in life where you were going from childhood to adulthood and, and had to navigate 
self and emotion and money and relationships and all of those things, even though all four of us hadn't been together in the same room for 16 years, we didn't miss a beat. And I just want to call out to the beautiful friendships of this world. We are living in a time where, you know, everybody shows the good stuff on social media. Everybody shares, you know, more, more, more. You want more friends. You want to be a part of this community or you want to be a cool kid. I'm telling you right here and now, if you find your people, you find your friends, everything else is icing on the cake. When you know you have the love and support of people who've known you for a long time, and I'll even go as far to say the length of a friendship does not denote the strength of it. Um, It's been a blessing as an adult to meet new friends and to know straight away uh, we are going to be fantastic friends moving forward. But there's some kind of like heady magic, this magic tonic that presents itself when you're in a room with people where you can put down your weapons, you can put down the weight of adulthood. And I don't mean like actual weapons. (laughs) None of us were packing heat. I promise. Um, there, there's nothing more centering, uh, than moments like that. So I wanted to talk about today, the power of, if you're feeling a little bit alone, if you're feeling lost, Find that friend, find those friends, figure out who it is that can hold some space for you. And if you don't have those people yet, go out looking for them. The universe is a wild lady. Mama universe will provide, but you just got to go out there. And if you haven't talked to your best friends for a while, if you haven't seen them, give them a call, drop them a text. There's, there's so much beauty and joy and love in a simple, I'm thinking of you message. So yeehaw, friendship, amazing. We've already made plans to meet up next year um, and make this an annual thing. We have promised each other uh, we won't let 16 years pass before the four of us come together again. We just had so much time being silly. So Brenda, Bo, Kate, I love you all so much. Thank you for just, for just being you. All right. Let's, I mean, we can talk about friendship forever, but I want to talk about social media because two things specifically have happened today that have, yeah, put a little bee in my bonnet, a little fire in my belly. Um, yeah, I could, I could say a few other cliches, but really what they've done is they've, they've gone done and pissed me off. So social media, we all know how it works, right? Algorithms, uh, which are mathematical equations that sit in the back end of these platforms that we um, scroll and scroll and share and engage and, um, and see versions of ourselves and others that aren't full versions and that sell us shit all the time, that uh, monetize our attention spans. Social media, it's a shit show. I say that all the time, but even more so. And as somebody who's worked in and around social media since it started, I just wanted to share a story this week about how even when you're a grandma of social media like me, even when you know how the platforms work and engage uh, and encroach upon our senses of self, even when you know all of this, they can still kick you in the gut 
when it comes to self-confidence. Story that um, is the most powerful one here is that while I was in Tennessee, um, I went to a rally against anti-trans legislation. Uh, my friend Vanessa and I went to Legislative Plaza. We went with our friend Hunter and Michelle and Sam and a big group of folks. And we let our voices be heard. We stood in the fresh air of Middle Tennessee to voice our disdain um, for the hateful wave of LGBTQIA um, anti uh, LGBTQIA plus bills, I should say, that are, are starting to sweep through the South and the Midwest. Um, fundamentally, human beings should have rights and should have the same rights. There's nobody better than anybody else on this planet. I'll tell you that right here and now. I don't care what money you make. I don't care your title. I don't care where you come from. I don't care your lineage. I don't care the color of your skin. I don't care any of that shit. You are no better than anybody else. And in fact, if you come from privilege, if you come from places of, of inequity and you are sitting at the top of the heat, it, heap, it is up to us right now, those of us with the privilege, to set that down and to share it and to do our best to make sure that our blind spots are being filled in and we are able to invite others in. That being said, um, I went to this rally I enjoyed it as far as you can enjoy a rally against, you know, um, people in power who are taking away rights from entertainers and, and folks who just want to show love and, and have a freedom of expression. Um, and because of the location I was in, so the geolocation, because of the words that I hashtagged, and because of the people I was around, Instagram shadow banned me. And if you don't know what shadow banning is, the simplest way to say what a shadow ban is, is Instagram, when you share stuff, will just stop sharing it out to people. So if you are like me and you have a certain amount of reach and you know the kinds of people who your content is going to go out to and you are um, used to seeing, I don't know, a couple hundred likes on something or a couple thousand people looking at your stories, when you go to an event or you share a piece of content um, that is not along uh, with or towing the line of the elite, um, what I have found and what many others find is that your reach drops significantly, like to 5% of, of what it was before. And look, I know the dude bros who made the algorithms and instilled their biases into them. I know why this is happening. Like I fundamentally know in my brain that I'm shadow banned right now. The, the platforms will tell you it doesn't exist. I will tell you it does. Shadow banning does exist. But there came a point where I was sharing some, some work stuff and some podcast stuff and some memory stuff. And the reach and the engagement was so low that I started to actually feel a little kick to the gut and I felt a shaking in my self-confidence. And it was a fascinating moment to sit with almost within two minds. My logical brain saying, Cassie, come on now. You know exactly what is going on. You've been shadow banned. You're going to have to stop sharing on Instagram for a few weeks. You're going to have to change the hashtags on that post from where you were. You're going to have to take Nashville, Tennessee off as the location. And maybe even archive that beautiful piece of 
of memory that you want to keep and that activism that you can share. And then the other part of me was like, fuck this noise. No way. No way am I going to let social media hinder my sense of self anymore. No way am I going to let this happen. And I would, I would ask you right now in your life to whenever you feel a little bit wobbly because of social media, if you're scrolling and you see something that makes you kind of like feel bad about yourself, even if you feel like other people think that that's the kind of content that makes them feel good. If you see that you're starting to get into the habit of just scrolling and scrolling without, you lose time of your life. If you start to see these kind of negative imbalances um, with how you spend your time on social media versus how it makes you feel, I would implore you to remember that there are communities outside of these platforms that are waiting for you that you can spend your time with and on in completely different ways that will help build your confidence instead of tear it down. But should you do something like have a shadow ban, you can also be a little bit of a jerk like me and just post onto Instagram and to Twitter and to other places and go, these jerks literally just shadow ban me. Here's what we can do to help. Come to my post, like, comment, share, engage, because then the algorithm goes, ooh, sweet fix. I want some of that candy. And the shadow ban goes away. It's, it's a wild, wild beast social media. Um, I also was made aware this morning, um, a friend of mine who has been doing some work on behalf of some social organizations to help save the oceans. Like what, what a noble fucking cause saving our oceans, like the lungs of our planet. Um, she's done some beautiful work uh, alongside ways in which uh, we can help bring to light some of the, the problems that are happening with our oceans that are very much human made and how we can as singular people or as communities help. And she went into her Facebook manager, her meta manager, and saw that you now have to flag content as social or political, or excuse me, social and political. You can't say one is social and one's political. You have to flag your content as social political and Facebook slash meta will throttle your reach now and will not allow you to even purchase advertising in placements where the most eyeballs are. So talk about reels or stories or the places where people go to get their little dopamine and cortisol fixes of information and inspiration and education and entertainment. You can't have a conversation about the ocean there anymore without flagging it as political. And I am just reminded day in and day out again that the dude bros who wrote the algorithms regardless of their intent when they did it, they are now optimizing at all times for cash. They don't care about anything else. They don't care about really how their platforms can help. They don't care about how their platforms can hinder things like climate change and social causes and you know being positive. Why not share 
that love is love? Why not share that it's good to help the oceans? Why not share ideas that bring people together instead of tear us apart? And I know the answer that is simple because the stuff that pulls us apart is the stuff that also makes us think consumerism is, is the cure or the band-aid. So I get it. And I guess this whole social media is a little bit of a ranty rant. I got my ranty pants on for my ranty rant today. You can tell I am very fired up. The point about social media is how's about we all start using it as a tool and not become the tools? Hmm? I think that's a good thing to do. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about is how we can show up for each other. Um, and this is online this is offline. And I think the main thing we can do is to, I know this sounds really hippy dippy, but stay there with me. The main thing we can do is really lean into love and show up. Um, it is not lost on me. The people who showed up to that rally in Tennessee had a lot of friends say, oh, I believe that you should have every right that everybody else has, Cass. I believe that, you know, love is love but they didn't show up. Um, and I think there's a fear to not to showing up too. There's a security in being uh, privileged and not having to be part of the conversation or part of a movement, but showing up is the most important thing any of us can do for others. I think the next thing is to be okay with getting shit wrong. Uh, there's no such thing as perfect. There's no such thing as right all the time. But there is such thing as working on that muscle of knowing that you're going to get shit wrong and that's okay. And being okay with not being right all the time, right? So show up for each other, get shit wrong. And then after that, hold yourself accountable, learn, know, and grow. And then you're going to get shit wrong again, but then you're going to learn and know and grow again, right? And then you start to realize that you don't have to fear what you don't know or understand, that you're starting to live your life through this beautiful, beautiful mwah, chef's kiss of curiosity, right? One of my favorite C words, curiosity. So all of these beautiful things, all of this big amalgamation of showing up, getting shit wrong, holding ourselves to account, being intentional with being curious and knowing that the fear we feel or the anxiety around things we don't understand, that's okay. The only thing to fear is fear itself, right? And once we get okay with knowing there's more opportunity for love when we step into fear or unknown, that's when we all start to come together. And it is just a beautiful, beautiful thing. To round out today, I just wanted to shout out to every single one of us out here doing our best. I know we are taught that there's dark and there's light and somewhere in the messy middle, there's some gray, but I believe, I truly believe that, that if we want to see the colors of the rainbow, if we want to understand the prism of life and of emotion, of love, of relationships, we have to be okay with everything coexisting at the same time. There can be heaviness and light, right? There can be night and knowing that a day is going to come. There can be silence. And then in the background, you've got birdsong. Everything exists at the same time. And we don't have to quiet anything down except for this bullshit hate that's taking the world by storm.
So your job today when it comes to friendship or social media or how we show up for each other is first and foremost, show up for yourself, show up in love, and really just enjoy the heck out of the moments you can and the ones you can't, that's okay. Feel them, feel them big. That messy middle exists for a reason. It's so that we can enjoy those outskirts a bit more when we're on them. So thank you for showing up. Thank you so much for your kind and engaged feedback. I have missed you and we'll be back. I'm going to try to make this weekly. Um, and if you have any questions, comments, things you want me to talk about, um, drop them in, you know, drop me a DM or drop them in the comment section. And uh, thank you. Go gently, stay curious, and be as brave as you need to be. Kindness warriors. All the things that I ain't conquered yet. I wanna live a life I regret. The Kindness Warriors podcast is produced by Cassie Roma with music by Edward LaBarbera and Cassie Roma. Try to stop and breathe. Take a look at what I'd see. I was spinning my wheels as the world kept spinning around. Just taking it day by day. Getting by.